Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians 1. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are always obligated to thank God for you, brothers, as is fitting because your faith is growing more and more, and the love that each and every one of you has for one another is increasing. So we ourselves boast about you in God's churches in regard to your patient endurance and faith in all your persecutions and in the trials that you are enduring. This is evidence of God's righteous verdict that resulted in your being counted worthy of God's kingdom, for which you also suffer. Certainly, It is right for God to repay trouble to those who trouble you and to give relief to you who are troubled along with us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his powerful angels, he will exercise vengeance in flaming fire on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Such people will, will receive a just penalty, eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from his glorious strength, on that day when he comes to be glorified among his saints and to be marveled at among all those who have believed, because our testimony to you was believed. For this reason we are always praying for you, that our God will make you worthy of your calling and use his power to fulfill every good desire and work of your faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, in keeping with the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of our God. 2 Thessalonians coming quickly on the heels of 1 Thessalonians, probably when Timothy or Silas comes back to Paul. Paul is currently down in Corinth. This is probably around the year 51 or 52 AD. Um, Paul or Silas, or rather Timothy, I mean, uh, comes back from Thessalonica to Paul with news of the congregation there in Thessalonica. And Paul probably pretty quickly after that writes off this letter again as a follow-up. And some of the major themes that we saw in 1 Thessalonians are going to be right here in 2 Thessalonians. You'll notice the emphasis and a lot more talk about the end times and the coming judgment of Jesus Christ. You'll know um, here in first, the first chapter of Second Thessalonians that he uses that phrase, Lord Jesus Christ, a lot. And then finally, um, finally, that idea of more and more is going to be coming back again. Back in First Thessalonians, he talked about you are doing things that are godly and good. Now continue to do this more and more, an encouragement to sanctification. And now this is going to be a little bit the flip side. Um, he's not discouraging sanctification by any stretch of the imagination. Quite to the contrary, he is encouraging them to keep it up, to live a godly life, because persecution will increase more and more. There's the result of having been called to faith, and now Paul wants them to continue in that faith, even if it means suffering, even if there is opposition. The idea of patient endurance is going to be floating around in the background for sure, that Christians ought not to be discouraged, and we ought not to be people who are so so driven by emotion that um, that we just go from one extreme to the other. Rather, the idea of patient endurance means that we fix our eyes on Jesus and we listen to what Paul says here. Um, Paul says here in verse 3, 
We are always obligated to thank God for your brothers, as is fitting, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love that each and every one of you has for one another is increasing. And the result, the result is we boast about you in God's churches in regard to your patient endurance and faith in all your persecutions and in the trials that you are enduring. Um, and so what he's really talking about is this patient endurance is this ongoing attitude of the faith. Um, it's very much related to the idea of joy <laughs> and uh, the definition that we've used for joy previously, that joy is something that God has created within us based on what he has done outside of us. That if happiness is simply a reaction to circumstance, then joy is a reaction to the reality, the spiritual reality that Jesus has won. And so we are not discouraged when when church life gets difficult, when Christian life gets difficult, we are not discouraged when there are people who would persecute you for being a Christian. Quite to the contrary, patient endurance means recognizing that this is going to happen, that this may come and this may go, but the bottom line is that when the Lord Jesus returns, he will set everything straight. That is one of the major themes here in Second Thessalonians. And I think that's why Paul uses that that name um, for our Lord Jesus Christ. He uses like that full name, our Lord Jesus Christ, like four times, um, or maybe three or four times at least here in the first chapter. And it's only 12 verses long. And it's just like this repeating refrain. Um, because that word Lord carries with it the connotation of, of power. And you know, like a, a king, you might call a king, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, sir. And it's the reminder that Jesus is not some, some weakling. <laughs> he is not some, some guy who encourages us to follow him and he doesn't have the ability to preserve us or be with us. Um, but Jesus is our Lord. Jesus is the one who will be revealed with power at the end of time. Um, Jesus will is the one who, in verse 8, uh, will exercise vengeance in flaming fire on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of Jesus. The Lord Jesus it will be revealed from heaven with his powerful angels, verse 7. Um, and Jesus is going to exercise a penalty that those who are persecuting the Thessalonians will rightly deserve. That is eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from his glorious strength this emphasis on his strength and on his power and on the fact that he is our lord um it's got to be it's got to be paul really encouraging them and really focusing them to say you know don't think that jesus is unable to protect you don't think that jesus is ignorant of of the suffering that you are undergoing jesus knows and he will he will return soon, and he will um, set everything straight exactly as it should be. And Paul hears about their suffering, and he certainly knows suffering because he himself is um, experiencing some opposition and persecution for the faith too. And not just opposition, but opposition specifically against his message, the message of Jesus Christ. And so the encouragement for for them and for us is really down at the bottom in verses 11 and 12. For this reason, we are always praying for you, that our God will make you worthy of your calling and use his power to fulfill every good desire and work of your faith, 
so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, in keeping with the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see here clearly the the purpose of of the Christian faith and the, the apex goal of all of this is to glorify Jesus. It's very easy to to substitute some other idea, some other teaching as the peak of that pyramid, some other idea or teaching as the purpose of the Christian faith. Um, you might say, well, Pastor Hagen, isn't the purpose of the Christian faith to to you know to bring people to faith? Well, yeah, but that's that ultimate goal of bringing somebody to faith, of sharing the gospel with them so that they are instructed and and remain in that faith, the ultimate goal is to bring glory to Jesus. To bring glory to Jesus is the goal and the purpose of our Christian faith. And that really sets things in the proper light, that Jesus is glorified whether in times of persecution or times of peace. Jesus is per- is glorified during times of plenty and during times of want. Jesus is glorified whether there are three or 300 or 3,000 in that church. Um, Jesus is glorified, and that is the goal of our faith. And so that's Paul's prayer here in verse 11, and that's what we're going to wrap up with today. The prayer that our God will make you worthy of his calling, to make you worthy of your calling. Um, Paul, you have been called to faith in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ has placed his name upon you, upon your head and upon your heart, and you you have a name. You have a Christian. That is your name. Um, and you're probably recognized as a Christian, even among those that um, that you live and work with, those that you associate with, maybe even at the grocery store, like especially if you're wearing like a church t-shirt or something like that, to make you worthy of your calling. Paul says his prayer is that that you and I are worked that Paul's prayer is that that God works in your heart and mind, that he continues to do good works through you so that so that you bring honor to the name of Jesus. And then the other prayer to use his power to fulfill every good desire and work of your faith, um, that if we are to do anything good, then it is the result of our Lord's work in us. And that is his prayer as well, to fulfill every good desire and work of your faith um, so that our faith isn't hampered by the sinful flesh. But rather, we look ahead and we say, Lord, let me bring you glory and clear out, clear out the obstacles in front of me so that I can bring you glory even when my sinful flesh would oppose you. Remind me of who I am, that I carry your name at all circumstances, at all times. And so as you go about your day, that is our prayer for you too, um, that God will make you worthy of your calling, that you remember your primary identity is Christian. And the other prayer, that God would use his power to fulfill every good desire and work of your faith. Um, Our prayer, my prayer, is that you do not get discouraged if... Even if from your perspective, the day-to-day daily life and daily grind is less than appealing or very difficult. Maybe it's just the daily putting in, putting in the work and, and sacrificing and serving for others without much of a word of thanks, if any, at all. 
but that is a good work that God wants to continue to do through you, um, that that God wants to serve others through you, that he wants you to be able to demonstrate love for others. And so the prayer is that God would use his power to fulfill the good desire and work of your faith. Good desire and work is the same idea in kind of one idea in two ways of putting it, the desire to do something good and the carrying it out. And our prayer is that you are not discouraged, but that that you carry it out in a godly way to the glory of God. Because yes, your Lord Jesus knows. Yes, your Lord Jesus has power. And most of all, yes, your Lord Jesus is coming again soon. Thanks for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for our Thursday episode with Pastor Zarling and Pastor Leighton, as well as part two of our interview with Pastor Mark Paustian. God bless your day. <laughs>